Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 234 of the No Podcast. We are No Outside Food or Drink, the Southeast premier video game podcast. Tonight, they got Yuji Naka! Exclamation point. <laughs> what could that mean? Find out later. Third wave of Mario Kart DLC details. Team Ninja rebooting two games? Question mark. Heavy rumors abound. Phil Spencer open to Call of Duty on Sony consoles long term? Question mark again. Are we still discussing this? <laughs> Find out later as we discuss. <laughs> and we have your late November Game Pass games. That is a small bit of news. We're trying to get this episode straight into your ear holes. Thank you for joining us live if you're here. Thank you for listening to the podcast on whatever podcast aggregate your ear holes like to receive it in. After a recording fact, we appreciate you as well. I'm one of your hosts, Richard Bergman, joined tonight by Newsmaster, uh, right at the finish line, completing the news, Brant McKee. What's up? He's here. It's Brant. I completed the news earlier today, man. Did you? Yeah, it was much like earlier I, today. I like when I checked that I had nothing, and then I was like, man, I need next time I log on, I'll go ahead and start filling out some stuff. And then the next time I looked, it was there. Yeah, it was like, well I, done. I can tell you exactly when it was. It was it was 10, after 10.30. Oh, that was early. I think I checked early. Then I got busy. I mean, I wasn't getting busy. I was I was already previously busy at that point. Thanks for clarifying. Uh, also, here <laughs> is Lore Master and Page Master. Cesar Concepcion in the second. Cesar, welcome. Hello. Cesar, thanks for joining us tonight. Yes. <laughs> it's cold. <laughs> it's cold in Georgia. I think I saw it was 27 earlier. Yeah, it, it got down there. Yeah, right now we're in, what was it, 45? <laughs> Everybody's, if you're watching live on the YouTubes or the Twitches, you'll see us bundled up. Except Brant, it's a sauna in Brant's house. It's, yeah, it's pretty pretty manageable. Brant has defied the power gods and set his thermostat to 85 degrees. It is balmy in there. There's a chance of a thunderstorm later on tonight. Quite humid. I gotta set up the hot tub in here. <laughs> you never <laughs> took it down. It's still there. Yeah, it's still uh, there. The sand is still between your toes as you walk to the hot tub and and jump in. It's all balmy, steamy, foggy in there. All right, let's get in the news. It's cold as shit. They got Yuji Naka. What the hell is this? I saw this news. It was, it was uh bizarre. Uh, this comes from Saramano Gamatsu. Yuji Naka arrested in Dragon Quest Tact Insider Trading Scandal. Naka said to have purchased 2.8 million yen in aiming shares ahead of game's announcement. Yuji Naka, one of the co-creators of the Sonic the Hedgehog series, has been arrested by the Special Investigation Department of the Tokyo District Public Prosecutor's Office in an insider trading scandal involving former employer Square Enix, of which he created Masterpiece, uh, Cesar's number one game of the year last year. Go listen to the podcast, Balan Wonderland. World. World, are we all owners of this game now? Did we all get a copy at Tindo? No, $10? I actually didn't. Oh, I think it's God. I think it's on the the PlayStation extras though. So it is. I could download a copy immediately. So, are you a happy owner of a physical copy of uh, Yuji Naka's latest gym? Uh, I don't know. Not sure. I'm sure, he's got it somewhere in the. Park. Oh, Cesar, you have a copy. Ten dollars, man. We had this ten dollar discussion. Uh, sure. I guess you've seen it somewhere, so I'll go with that. I haven't. I'm just asking. <laughs> Anyways, uh, according to Special Investigation Department, Naka learned in January 2020, Square Enix 
Where he was then an employee was collaborating with Caravan Stories developer Aiming to develop Dragon Quest Tact. I've never heard of Caravan Stories. Is that a big popular mobile title? Not sure, actually. He then allegedly purchased about 10,000 shares of Aiming for approximately 2.8 million yen before the title was announced, suspecting that the company's stock price would rise after the announcement. Taisuke Sasaki, another former Square Enix employee and acquaintance of Fumiyaki Suzuki, were also arrested today on suspected insider trading. The pair are believed to have purchased about 162,000 shares of Aiming for approximately 47.2 million yen ahead of Dragon Quest Tax announcement. Wait, so is Dragon Quest Tact a thing yet? Do we know what this is? Should we know? Sound familiar. Should we know what this is? Uh, None of the links that Sal put on Dragon Quest, like his tags, lead to Dragon Quest Tact anything. This was wild when it came out, though, because it's like Yuji Naka, really? Famed Sega Um... developer? So, yes, uh, initial release date was July 16th, 2020, uh, Android and iOS. This is kind of a delayed thing, right? Mm. I mean, you're talking two years after the fact. Yeah. I guess guess it took them a, a minute to catch on. Yeah. I don't see much about this. I'm guessing we didn't get this in the West. I don't know. It looks like it kind of looks like we got it, right? Yeah, kind of looks like we got it. I mean, it's a uh, friend of the show. McLeod is currently screaming at the radio, possibly about a Dragon Quest title that we don't know anything about. It's it's on. It says the Apple App Store has it mm. uh, four point out of four point eight out of five rating. So, yeah, here's a Square Enix tweet yeah, from I can, I can get it off the Google two years ago. Google Play right here. <laughs> How do we not know this existed? Uh, uh, over over five hundred. K uh, downloads, so four four 4.4 out of 5. Rated E for everybody. 10 plus, anyway. <laughs> Thanks, Brent. Thanks for clarifying for all those E. E for everybody that wasn't 10 plus and were unsure whether they could download Dragon Quest Tact. <laughs> uh, it's interesting they do this in Japan because we have, like, politicians that know things are coming down the line and do insider trading oh, yeah. and there's, nothing seems to happen to them. And people in, uh, in Congress and... Yeah, oh, yeah, there's a pandemic coming. I guess I better buy some stocks and uh, masks and stuff yeah. and then and then take certain stances on masks. Mm. And that and that was actually both sides. It wasn't one party or the other. Also true. <laughs> there were both sides that were <laughs> in, investing into several different medical. Uh, medical also true. Companies. Welcome to America, everybody. If we have any outside listeners. It's crazy here. <laughs> mm hmm. All right, so uh, is he up against anything? Does it actually say any sort of trials, or how do they... This I don't think Salomon is... This was very recent. Yeah, so, like yesterday, right? Yeah, this happened a, a day or two ago. Yeah. So more to find out later? I mean, I'm sure you're not held in prison. You're arrested, but I'm sure you're not held in prison for insider trading. That's kind of like... Are you a threat to society and you're going to insider trade again unless they keep you, you know, how does that work? I don't know. Unless they consider you arrested on suspected insider trading, so he hasn't been formally charged yet. Okay. So it may get to a point where it's not like a He's got to go to court and get formally, you know, get formally charged. Gotcha. Makes sense. And also, I mean, we don't necessarily know how the legal system works over in Japan. We do not. Unless Cesar has some insight. 
Uh, 90% of the people usually get prosecuted as guilty. Yeah. I do it's, remember it's hearing that. It's very straight through. Once you get mm-hmm. to that point, it's uh, it's pretty closed up, bang up, whatever the term might be. Yeah, usually when you get to court, Sewn you're up. probably going to be guilty. Yeah. All right, so maybe we have a Yuji Naka update. Did he go back into retirement after Balan Wonder World? Like he's, he was yeah, like, he he pretty much Balan out of got like we had that whole story where Balan pretty much got taken out of his hands. Technically, yeah. he wanted to do he wanted to take more time and take it in a certain direction, and Square Enix was, I guess, pretty much exhausted. Yeah. With resources working on it and just released it. So, yeah, they pulled a uh, Kojima, kicked him out before he finished his game. According but, to him, did we ever hear them, uh, re- but, yeah, we never rebuttal or anything? Never heard anything about, about that. And who knows? I mean, they could have known something similar to this because there was, like you said, a couple other Square yeah. Enix executives tied up in this too. So, yeah, and that could be why he was relieved of duties. Uh, we don't know. Unceremoniously. Oh, Charger's dying. <laughs> I'm fighting this thing. Well, the other thing you'll be fighting to do is uh, download all these new DLC tracks for Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Yeah, what are we getting? Uh, so the... Give me Rainbow Road. <laughs> Actually, yes, you will get another Ooh, version of Rainbow Road. It yeah. is a Rainbow Road. Uh, this comes from Andrew Webster uh, via The Verge. Uh, Mario Kit. Not the Kart. dictionary guy. <laughs> not the, yeah, not not the dictionary. Or the composer of uh, Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> mm, uh, yeah, that one too. I'll take famous Webster's. <laughs> or, uh, <laughs> or the Did 86. Did I do that? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take oh, famous damn. Webster's for 400. Oh. <laughs> 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 But wave three, wave three of uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe's DLC is uh, coming to us in uh, December. Uh, we get eight new courses, um, of course, ranging from <laughs> several different Mario Kart games. Uh, you, we are getting the Rock Cup. Uh, oh, my favorite! Dwayne, that one. Uh, that one includes tracks Dwayne the Rock Johnson from Scorpion King, <laughs> the Baywatch reboot. Uh, uh, surprised you can name uh, three different rock movies. They're all the same damn thing. <laughs> I just said, what is it? Walk, 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 was it Walk Walking Tall or Walking, walking Tall or something like that? I can't remember. <laughs> the Rundown is a good one. Rundown, yeah. <laughs> We're going off the rails. Uh, right? <laughs> I, I, I don't know, like at least two out of the ten Fast and the Furious movies, probably. Yeah. Be a good the guess. Tooth Fairy. Tooth Fairy. No, 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 no. The Spy Hunter Xbox games and PS2 games wasn't he supposed to be in a movie and that they never I don't think it ever came out but he's on the cover of the games. Uh, all right, so we can smell what this cup is cooking in Mario Kart Eight. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you get uh, London Tour Loop from Mario Kart Tour, uh, Blue Lake from the GBA game, uh, Rock Rock Mountain from the 3DS. That's the rock. Um, Maple Treeway from the Wii. Oh, that was and, a good map. That was a good map. Uh, then we have... My least played version it. of the game. The Moon Cup. 
Uh, Moon Cup includes uh, Tour Berlin Byways from Mario Kart Tour, Peach Gardens from the DS, Mary Mountain from Mario Kart Tour, and uh, the 3DS iteration of Rainbow Road. Was that the one with like the asteroids and stuff? Was that the was that one of the first ones that didn't have three laps? Like it was a it was three segments in a row. It might be that one. I know the the Wii U one and the Switch one is like that, but I can't yeah. remember the I can't specifically remember the 3DS Rainbow Road. That tour that Mario Kart tour Mary Mountain is that the first one that's not like city themed? Because we've had Sydney, we've had Paris. The, I mean, uh, the other two ones that Berlin are here, or yeah Berlin and London. Yeah, so there's What's a Tokyo Mary, one, and so I don't. Mary Mountain is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peach Gardens from DS. Was that the one where you're on clouds and there's like uh, vines growing up, and you could mm-hmm. like you could jump off the vines or the jump off the clouds and everything in the in the course. According to uh, Mario Kart Tour Wiki, uh, Mary Mountain's a race course in Mario Kart Tour. The Mario Kart Tour. <laughs> Course takes place around a small festive village by a foggy mountain decorated with Christmas presents and candy canes. Oh, oh okay. So it's more holiday themed than like city centric. Okay. But of course well, we'll we'll get those because uh, they're included with your online expansion pass plus. Thank you, Cesar. Thank you, Cesar. Cesar, are you are you maxed out on your family membership there? I am. You are okay. Otherwise, you're still paying, uh, what is it, twenty five bucks, and you get the, uh, you get the the whole pack, the DLC pack for them. Yeah. You can download the waves as they come out. And I've played these. I've played the booster pack stuff that uh, Cesar so generously provided for us uh, through contributions from listeners and viewers like you. <laughs> <laughs> but I've I've played a couple of rounds of me. the. Yeah, and myself, and a couple <laughs> listeners that I know of. <laughs> but uh, I've played those. They're not, they don't feel like top tier. You know, this isn't, I don't know. I have nothing to complain about. Like, the tour stuff is weird. But even at that, like, they change up the the way the courses go throughout the three laps and stuff. And it's it's more Mario Kart on top of what we already have. And we're not paying that much for it. So, kind of don't have any complaints. It's not. I don't think we I still don't think we need a Mario Kart 9. MPD charts still say we don't need Mario Kart 9. Yeah, until this stops selling, we're not going to get one. So we know there's a new Mario Kart coming when Nintendo stops putting it in their holiday bundle, which has been part of their holiday bundle for the past yeah. four years. Since damn release almost. And they have yet to have to drop the price of the system either. So. I know they More... didn't put it in news, but somebody asked them about that, but they uh, have no plans to increase the price of hardware at the moment. So They, I think, and it's it's common knowledge, it's not like us speculating on here, but they, above the other two console manufacturers, are have the highest profit margin on hardware as far as... I don't know. They may get to weird availability stuff with that old system on a chip. Cesar, have you heard anything about that? Uh, that old Tegra chipset being retired or unproduced or any sort of issues they might run into with that? Uh, I mean, I think it was retired long ago. But they're so were they just sitting on like all the ones they made potentially? Possibly. It'd be wild. And we're on Tegra Tegra two or there's a Tegra three now. 
I fell uh, into this a while ago. Don't know off the top of my head. I'll have yeah, to actually yeah. look it up. Well, when I was initially chasing, like when the first start of the Switch Pro stuff started, which what feels like three years ago, I feel like I was keeping up with where, okay, what would that look like? What is that capable of now? Because we basically have a Nintendo form of an NVIDIA Shield, right? And so what would that next Shield hardware engineered specifically for Nintendo look like? And I haven't checked in on that in many years. And it seems like Nintendo has not either, so <laughs> we're still we're still trucking away with what we got. All their bundles are lights and OLEDs, and well, not even bundles, but just their available SKUs are lights and bundles and the extended battery one. So look forward to those that new wave of Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. See, to answer your question, report NVIDIA to end production of Nintendo Switch Tech or Chip, and that was reported in March 11, 2021. The end of the Tegra 1 production? Mm-hmm. At some point in 2021, they don't make them anymore. So we have a whole year of production from this year that is potentially, it's not that system on a chip. Or they're running through available stock of those. Or a modified version of a, yeah, whatever they're making yeah. now. They started producing Fegras to slip in there. and It's kind of like, like what we had in the other one. It'll be fine, nobody will notice. Uh, that DLC, Wave 3 of its Booster Course Pass DLC, will be coming, as Brant said, December 7th. So you'll be able to celebrate Pearl Harbor Day with another round of Mario Kart tracks. A booster pack which shall live in infamy. Next up, Team Ninja. Remember those guys? Yeah, they made some games, didn't they? Who is Team Ninja anymore? It's not Itagaki, right? He's gone. Uh, this comes from Andy Robinson at VideoGameChronicle.com. Team Ninja reportedly confirms Ninja Gaiden and Dead or Alive reboot plans. The studio wants to share more news, quote, as soon as possible. Uh, that's according to a translation of a talk the developer's president held in South Korea this week. According to RuliWeb, never heard of RuliWeb. Fumihiko Yasuda said during a panel at the G-Star conference in Busan that he was working to bring fans more news as soon as possible. A slide reportedly shown at the end of this panel picture below shows images of both classic Team Ninja series, along with the headline, The Future of Team Ninja, Reboot of Popular Series in Japanese. Responding to the story, Koei Tecmo Games spokesperson told VGC, we have nothing to announce at this time. VGC has uh, requested additional clarification and will update the story again if they receive it. Uh, VGC notes that Ninja Gaiden... Uh, has not seen a mainline installment since 2013's Ninja Gaiden 3. I didn't realize it had been that long. It's that funny because was... the slide just says series reboot. Not coming soon or anything. It's not, it's not confirmed or anything like that. Something it, says, that... it says series reboot. That's what it says. Yes. Yeah, something they're looking into potentially. Yes. Which who is not like looking at their back catalog for that type of yeah. stuff. But I know we we talked about, and they even talk about it uh, or mentioned it down in this article, how they are not ruling out the possibility of working with other companies to produce these games. Uh, and I know there's it's it's a it's kind of an out there rumor right now. Nothing nothing with these has been confirmed that they're in development or any other sort of thing but there's there's a rumor floating around that possibly platinum is 
working with them to do the Ninja Gaiden, but that's that's just like a that's a rumor of a rumor, basically. Uh, and like Richard said, uh, they we haven't had a Ninja Gaiden game since Ninja Gaiden Three, and then the last Dead or Alive game. Uh, I know was not a uh, not a favorite um, among their core fan base, and also the fact that they monetized the hell out of it uh, did not help it at all. Um, but it'll be interesting to see exactly if or when they re- reboot these, because I know especially Ninja Gaiden for a lot of people, it uh, at least the first two are, are really held up high. And the second version of the third one was good. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah, the second version of that third one's were not bad. And we did get that Ninja Gaiden collection, what, two years ago now? A year ago? God, has it been that long? Yeah, it was like March or something like that. That was a good collection, right? Oh, I tried it on Xbox and got my it's ass beat. the furthest I ever got in Ninja Gaiden 1, so. Was it? Was that a collection? What was that remake of the third one called, like? Razor's Edge. Or Razor's like Edge. That's right. I was about to say Blade of the Sword, Edge of the Blade of the Sword, but that wasn't right. I was like, that yeah. would have worked too. Yeah. Yeah. Good translation. I would have believed I'm, you. Yeah. I'm in charge of the translation. Those are all Ninja Gaiden type things. That's the one we got a Wii U, right? Yeah, and then they ported it over the PS3 and 360 afterwards. Mm-hmm. The Wii U went. I think it's still expensive to get the PS3 one. Is it? I think. Did the Wii U one add anything? Like, did it use a gamepad or anything? Maybe. <laughs> I probably put like 40 hours into my Wii U, so. 39 of that was Mario Kart. The one was Splatoon. Yeah, and the one hour of me getting my ass kicked in Smash. No, you play both of the Zeldas on there. You beat Twilight Princess on Wii U. That's a good, uh, it's a good, it's the best way to play Twilight Princess. That's the best way to play Wind Waker. Yeah, I did beat Twilight Princess. I didn't beat Wind Waker, though. I remember when you played through Twilight Princess. I think Russell and I were trying to do the same right after that. It looked so good on my plasma. I was like, I was blown away by how Twilight Princess looked and played on Wii U. Man, we were so starved for Wii U games. We were snatching up those ports. We didn't realize. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, those were great. Those were great versions of those games. I know we talked about it last week, like the last holdouts of the Wii U versus the Switch ports. And I sent you all that chart that I think IGN did. And both of those Zelda games were on it. For now. They are there. Is that rumor still that they're going to be coming to? <laughs> I was going to say that rumor that's yeah. we've had that for two years. Like I mean, Metroid yeah, Prime, they're, they're still in the they're still in that uh, weird warehouse with the uh, Ark of the Covenant with the uh, Metro Prime trilogy. <laughs> Metro, yeah, Metroid Prime trilogy. And the they're top men. Same case. <laughs> Who's guarding the Zelda Switch ports? Top men. We're, we're, we're going to get uh, we were supposed to get with the Zelda 35th, uh, all the Zeldas, the Age of Oracles and Seasons and. Twilight Princess and Wind Waker HD and yeah, dedicated Zelda ones. box. Yeah, 3DO ones as well. Yep. <laughs> Toilet wash. I'm so hungry. Screen. I can eat an Octorok. <laughs> Renee said he didn't beat Wind Waker either. I'm on. I got to the same place I got on the freaking GameCube. I'm in the Earth Temple. I'm I'm with the the Rudo. I thought you almost said Earth Wind Fire. Earth. <laughs> you had me. Wind and Fire Temple. You well, had me past there. September. So yeah. I heard it last night at a wedding. It's like a wedding staple. 
that, that story's not like that deep. I can get back to that and knock those last couple dungeons out. Because I think I've got that dungeon, one more dungeon, and then like the Triforce Hunt, and then Gan, uh, Ganondorf. So I think I'm towards the end of that. I did the, uh, I think that first uh, COVID summer, I was playing Black Flag and uh, Wind Waker Wii U simultaneously. <laughs> I think we have an episode called the sail genre or something yeah. like that. I was like, I was like, I'm just going to play games with boats. I just want to sail places. And I was playing Animal Crossing at the same time. You're living your uh, stepbrother's dream, boats and hoes. <laughs> yes, I was with Wind Waker <laughs> and Assassin's Creed. Uh, Is it the boats and hoes genres now instead of the sail genre? Sure. Let's go with that. Yeah. Sea whatever shanties. you want. It, it, it's uh, whatever you wanted to be, man. It's whatever you wanted to be. Sea shanties. I always appreciate a good stepbrother's reference anywhere. <laughs> Pretty good. All right. Uh, what would you guys want to see from, let's say these things are coming. What would y'all want to see from a new Dead or Alive or uh, Ninja Gaiden? What do they have to offer? Uh, a four or a seven. Ninja Gaiden 4 and Dead or Alive 7, just a number at the end of it. Yeah, that's all I need to see, man. You had me at that. That's all it is. Yep. You had me at that. Just put a number at the end. I'm good. Mm -hmm. I was was laughing because I think that there was a couple months ago where Xbox had uh, all the Dead or Alive games on for sale. But like two of them or something like that, like six and five, and somebody made a comment like, all these added up doesn't equal seven. I'm pissed. (laughs) (laughs) Internet geniuses. Oh, shit. (laughs) Oh, because they would have been hounded. Some it would have added up to seven, and they would have been hounded. Dead or Alive Seven announcement in, uh, imminent. It's coming. Yeah, I think uh, it was like one, two, three, or something like that, and they were like, "Oh, none of these add up to seven. Oh, both the ultimate games and three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Renee says he gave up on Wind Waker. He was a little lost and decided to quit. Still have the game. Don't we all? I've never beaten it. I, I don't. I've never played it actually. It's so good. It's My favorite Zelda. That was one of the things where, because of the age I was, and I loved Zelda games, but it came out on the GameCube, and I I loved my GameCube, but I looked at that Zelda and was like, ah, oh, that's too ca- cartoony. They what are they making a Zelda game for babies? But what what's I what's so weird is I never played that, but I played both of the technically sequels, the CDI games. That yeah. uh, no 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 the uh, the DS ones, Spirit Train and yeah. Phantom Hourglass, and I loved those. So you've never wait you've never played Wind Waker? No, and I've played, <laughs> I've got I've got the HD for Wii U behind me. Yeah, so but those worry. Yeah, Phantam Hourglass takes, takes place like a year or two after that. Mm-hmm. Brent, you've never played Wind Waker? I've I've played I know I played the demo. Uh, at, at one of the kiosks on GameCube. Man, like four right. minutes in, you realize that that art style and the kitty look and all that is going to be awesome because his eyes are so descriptive. Like he looks at oh, weapons yeah. and he looks at doors and and they, they ended up adopting that into Twilight Princess. So it had the mm-hmm. older look to it and all that kind of stuff, which is what people were clamoring for after that. But I I immediately love that cell shading art style and it has aged so, so well. Oh, yeah, it definitely looks well. But, I mean, it's what's. I think it. I'd, I'd heard, I, that's all. I'd, I mean, that's I understand what you were saying, because that's all the marketing and that's all the magazines and yes. that's all the stores. That's all everyone was talking about at the time. But I know even um, Miyamoto was a little apprehensive on on the style at the time as well. 
because I've I, I know I've heard that, and I I'm, I I look back at it and I'm like, well, that was that was really stupid of me to be that. I mean, that's not you. That, that's was, that's literally yeah, everyone. Everyone about, in game. Yeah, everybody at that time. Yeah. I uh, I was just in the store and I told an individual working in the store I was like I bought the very first version of Wind Waker from this location, and the HD remaster, <laughs> ten or twelve years later, whatever it was, and that's now that's been like ten years almost. Yep. It's crazy, man. That is a that is a good title. There's some aggravating parts to it, and it's not. It wasn't complete, and I thought there was a lot of rumor with the HD one that was coming out that they would, like, add that extra dungeon type thing. They would f- finish fleshing out that, because that game had to ship. It was, it had to it had to come out. The GameCube was already falling behind, and that was going to be one of the big things coming out and that kind of stuff. Because, uh, not to spoil the first part of the game, I, I know you've heard it was, content was cut, right, Brant? So, like, just in the beginning of uh, Renee said, shame on you, Brant. Get out of here. Get out of here, Renee. <laughs> you didn't even finish it, just like me. Uh, but, like, where you get the first three things, like the the forest stone, the fire stone, and the water stone in Ocarina, like, to unlock the next part, you do the first two, and then they give you the third one. You just go somewhere in the boat, and they just give you the third one. So, people are like, "This was this a dungeon? Should this have been a dungeon? And it should have been. I would love to see maybe that's what the delay for the switch one is. Yeah. Maybe they're like, Hey, we, uh, we, we brought this back out and Grezzo Grezzo grabbed a hold of this uh, code and they no, not even wishful thinking there. No, I mean, they're Nintendo's busy right now putting more bugs into Pokemon Scarlet. Bro. <laughs> 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 well, shoot, I sent you, I sent you both of those stories from, uh, did you know, gaming on the, the lost Zelda games that we never got. Did you send us? I sent. I know I sent you. Remember the one? Where did um, I get that? Oh yeah, I watched that one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's been gosh. a while. It's been a while. There and they did a they did a part two. There was there was two different versions of the game that was supposed. One was supposed to be a, a like chic style game, and then oh. the other one was a, a canceled game. And these were uh, retro studio titles. Uh, and the other one was supposed to follow. Uh, a young child as they basically uh, they found this book and they would read the pages and basically relive the the tales of a Rudo, a uh, Zora, and a uh, Goron. Ch- uh, these warriors that all had and it was like a tactic style game. I think it was. Kind of sounds like a that was after uh, Majora's Mask, right? Because that kind of sounds like a Majora's Mask influence. E kind of, yeah. It was it was one of those things where, um, is is I think they even said it was like a it was a little bit darker Zelda game, and it didn't even involve like Link was in it, like in some of the um uh, cutscenes and things like that, but he wasn't yeah. the main character. He was the the flower girl you recruited later on. If you did certain missions the right way. No, it was it, it was something. You go on a that. date with uh you go on a date with that link at the golden saucer. Uh huh. I think it I think it involved like uh, Ganon actually winning, and the the heroes having to save Link or something. So it sounded uh, extremely interesting, but Nintendo didn't want anything to do with it. And then it almost sounds like some of those story beats wind up wound up making it into breath of the wild because we had the, yep. the four champions 
and that Sheikah lore in like Zelda lore is not super deep. You've got no, some not. very basic tenants. It's not. Yeah, you don't have to understand. You don't have to play 18 games to play Breath of the Wild or anything like that. But uh, that Sheikah lore is very, very good as they've like gone through the ages. Just like I mean, the Link Zelda, the three Triforce pieces has been we've heard very we've heard multiple iterations of that tale and they can continue to tell those and we'll continue buying that game. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like Mario trying to save the princess from Bowser and the iterations of that. And uh, we'll continue with that. But the Sheikah lore is actually, is actually really good and pretty deep and would be a very interesting take on a bunch of that stuff, like a stealth version of it or. I know that art that they showed in that video was. Yeah. They called it Winback. They released it. <laughs> Winback. Oh, damn. That's our co-host, a Metal Gear Solid stream in his background. I had a good point about something. Uh, You're still getting Wind Waker shamed, by the way, in the chat, Brant. (laughs) Friend of the show, Renee, says, at least I played the game with uh, crying emojis after that. All right, well, I'll play it, you (laughs) son of a bitch. Stream it. Stream it on Wii U. (laughs) I can. It's good. And I'll say it's good. Like, I, I remember alternating because even though I had the extended battery thing on the Wii U pad, it was sometimes it was like, no, yeah, it but, but it's nice to switch weapons with that and stuff like that. So, but you can play it equally with the pro controller and the, um, the game pad. Speaking of which, this is a slight offshoot. It was either on Twitter it was either Dan Reichert or Jeff Grubb was ranking video game controllers. They put the Wii U in like near the bottom, the, not the gamepad that's fine people thought it was like fisher Fisher price tablet that kind of thing the wii u pro controller to me is an amazing controller where did they put the switch pro controller above the wii u pro controller it's the same damn thing it's Mm. got a different it's got a different feel to it but i really like that wii u pro controller i've got a full set of four of those just because i like those so much i mean i guess it's brant hold all right so brant's got both of them for the audio listeners offset sticks all right, Brant's holding both of them. Brant, just, like, close your eyes or think you're playing something and just hold both of them. Give both of them their own grasps. No, not for the video. So, not for the video, people. So <laughs> for the I podcast mean, listeners. The, I will say the Switch Pro controller is much more akin to a um, Xbox, uh, Xbox One controller. The the game the Wii U pad controller, while the small shoulder buttons kind of bother me, um, are triggers I guess those aren't oh, the shoulder controller. buttons. I think they're equally but great. This is this is so much lighter. Yep. Um, it the way it fits in your hands and where the where the sticks are the stick placement. I mean it it's it's perfect. It, yeah, but can it fit in your pocket? <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> the I, I will I will say yeah probably offset. Can you sticks. attend rooftop parties with it? Yeah. Off, offset Can you just pull that out of your pocket, better. or are they just happy to see you? Like, are, they, are you happy to see somebody, or is it a Wii U controller in your pocket? Does it snap when you break it out to play with? <laughs> <laughs> when you play Mary on the rooftop. Oh damn! This thing still has power. They always do. See, that's Ooh. another thing with the Wii U Pro controller. The battery lasts forever. It lasts forever. And then, so those of us, uh, we were all, we were all day one Wii U adopters, correct? Yes. Which just turned ten years. Did I see that right? The Wii. Yep. The Wii. Yes. The Wii U just turned ten years old. We remember the story. Yeah. Which is bizarre to me, but we, 
remember it got to a point every game involved the gamepad. And then like a year in maybe or nine to 12 months in that they released an update where you could like boot it up without the gamepad and that kind of stuff. And they started unchaining the gameplay from the gamepad, like forcing you to do that. So that pro controller having one of those was like a godsend for a bunch of those games. It's like, finally, I'm not, I can play this like a normal game system and not have to have the gamepad constantly, you know, charged or plugged in or constrained to the, the experience. God damn, how we end up talking about the Wii U for 30 fucking minutes? You did. I was just sitting here. It's <sighs> a goddamn beautiful console, sir, and it's well underrated. It is, and I can't remember who was talking about it, but I think it's going to end up being one of those crazy expensive consoles down the road for some reason for the Nintendo wackos out there. <laughs> like the Dreamcast, I think, could be in that territory, and Dreamcast software certainly is. But this is like a specific type of hardware, and I think that the Nintendo Wii U hardware is going to be crazy expensive down the road. Like your uh, beloved Virtual Boy in a second controller. Yes, my beloved Virtual Boy, which is useless now because of the uh, the Oculus Quest emulator on the alternate storefront. There was a uh, there's a Virtual Boy controller at Second Charles last time I was there. I thought about grabbing it. Complete the madness. Why not? already have one brand that i don't play yeah they still sell new copies of uh virtual war games on play asia really mm. what do they have the atlas game with the jack mascot. brothers jack brothers yeah sealed in the box how much is it on play asia like 40 bucks or something like that it's like 900 dollars on the english one it's the same game right i think so i gotta look again because somebody was like posting pictures when they were buying them off of play asia i've never played that one the two Mario Tennis is good. Wario Land is amazing. And I love Mario Clash. I think Mario Clash was a really, really good Mario Brothers style game. Not Super Mario Brothers. I'm not here to defend the Virtual Boy, though. It's not happening. Okay. No, it looks like they finally sold out. But it was on there for a while. Well, it's probably a good way to complete the collection is having that one. Because, damn. So Virtual Boy titles are ridiculous. Mine were, the three or four that I had were stolen in a storage space incident. All I have now is Mario Tennis and the baseball one, virtual virtual baseball or whatever it is. And Mario Tennis obviously was eclipsed by, like, the next one. It's a good novelty, but Game Boy Color one is better, 64 one is better. The Switch one is probably not better. (laughs) But... Oh, I mean, it's better point, than it's probably got enough updates to where it is actually good. Yep. I need to go to another shot. What happens with the, the damn switch games. Now they, they ship incomplete. They do. Uh, they're like Nintendo games are pretty good on the cartridge. Uh, they're not really live service games except for the sports ones. They just fix those as time goes by. And, and then Mario golf isn't the same thing as the cartridge you bought. So, mm-hmm. or Splatoon, even Splatoon's like their, I would say their best live service game. Oh, God, let's move on to the next story. Brent, you want to talk about uh, Phil Spencer and Call of Duty as we deep dive into this one last time, hopefully? I, I, swear I listened the, to this podcast, by the way. It was a the, very good podcast. The next time we're, we're hopefully going to talk about this, we're going to either have a, a yay or a nay on the deal. Um, and this article does retread a lot of the, the same BS that we've talked about before. 
uh, of the deal. Um, mm-hmm. But and that's of course Microsoft buying Activision Blizzard publishers and developers and everything else of the Call of Duty franchise. Mm-hmm. But the newer portion is uh, speaking to the Verge. Uh, decoder podcast phil spencer explained that he was open to making com- uh, a commitment that would make sony and global regulators happy yeah um so his actual quote is the idea would uh that we would write a contract that says the word forever in it i think is a little silly because uh, you can't people, promise that you can't no, put they, that on anything they would never put like indefinitely or forever or anything like no. that because uh, everybody's in this business to make money. And uh, I can remember so, when Activision Blizzard first merged and how crazy and huge that deal was. Not only that, things, companies, deals <sighs> need to evolve over time. Um, uh, so let's see. But to make a long-term commitment... That Sony would be comfortable with, uh, and that regulators would be comfortable with. I have no issues with that at all. Which is the key part of this tale of woe, is their pending acquisition. Because everybody's still investigating the the deal. Right. Um, and of course, like I said, the the article later goes on to talk about how the former deal or current deal that they had offered Sony was, you know, to stay on the the platform for several more years. And I think um, 10 years was elaborated on after that. Well, who was it? Jim Ryan came out and had said that it was only like three years. Um, and then like, yeah, we were starting to hear something that like, Oh no, it was supposed to be 10 years, but it, there's so much, of this back and forth, he said, she said, now with all this mm-hmm. crap, it's, like I said, it's, uh, hopefully this deal can go through and we can stop talking about it. I mean, Phil has been on record saying that he doesn't think console exclusives are something that's sustainable in, you know, in the future. Right. Being able to play these games anywhere and everywhere a person wants to play them is kind of his his jam what he wants to wants to see happen so and he specifically mentioned and i think we we brought up on this podcast before he he talked about this was minecraft mm-hmm. minecraft is available on ps3 wii u that keeps coming up take a shot every time you hear wii u the mentioned 3DS. on this podcast the 3ds the new the 3ds vita. specifically right yeah the vita Right, so he's almost to the point where he's like, why would we not get those sales on that, um, those those hardware, that, that hardware, that install base for a franchise like a Call of Duty? But a lot of the stuff, again, is as these regulators are looking at him and listening to interviews and, you know, he's not he's not going to give ammunition ammunition to the fire. He's all of his ammunition is going to be to put out the fire. <laughs> He keeps yeah. bringing up, like, we're in third place. We're the number three console uh, manufacturer we have been since we started. He's like, since the first Xbox, we've been in third place, <laughs> which is funny to hear that. Like, you know, we're behind. We're always behind. We're the newcomers. We're we're trying to figure this thing out still. So, um, 
that was a very good interview across the board. Like he he doesn't see everything going to X Cloud or Game Pass or anything like that. He he genuinely wants people to play games wherever they are. And you see these old ex- uh, Sony execs talking to him on on Twitter and like even Reggie Fisame has talked to him here and there. And it's fun to see when they're outside. I know he's still like he's Microsoft's what VP of Games division specifically. But it's fun on Twitter and stuff to see these interactions from these former game industry luminaries where they're talking about his impact and things he's done and stuff like that. He's a great face for Xbox. And these are, these are really good interviews, but there is a business behind it. Like there's a reason behind all these decisions and purchases and all that sort of stuff. Renee said, is that Xbox standards? What is that? What do you mean, Renee? What is Xbox standards? I'm not quite sure what the context of the question is. I like the question though, but it was a good interview. And, uh, I think the Sony concern is Game Pass. Like, is it going to get locked behind Game Pass immediately? Ends up being one of the the main points of contention. If they were thinking of doing that, I know we don't do MPD sales and stuff like that, but they said today this is the best-selling Call of Duty in a long, oh, yeah. long time. This is the fastest-selling one, all that kind of stuff. Brent, did you get a copy yet? Everybody I know has a copy. No, I haven't yet. Brent didn't jump. <laughs> He's waiting. <laughs> and even if I buy it, it's going to be digitally because there's no reason to get another coaster. It's a Halo Infinite. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a Halo Infinite. Uh, and that's on situation with the disc. There's like, yeah, there's I forget how many megabytes on the disc. There's hardly anything. Renee says a uh, friend of the show. Sly will disagree with Spencer about exclusives. Sly has not been paying attention to Microsoft's recent moves. They seem to want you to be able to play kind of anywhere, anytime sort of thing. They do not seem to be very Xbox standard about exclusives. Unless unless you're Bethesda, and then Starfield's only on Xbox. Yeah. They have confirmed that is the case. Like, I, this stuff goes back and forth. I can't yeah. even remember what it was. Yeah. Okay. That does make sense, but they didn't. Or, like yeah, or I think they also confirmed Elder Scrolls Six is also only on Xbox as well. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Say, yeah, those Beth- those Bethesda games, they are. Mm, they they let uh, Deathloop go because that was currently under that contract. So. Yeah, then uh, the Tokyo game too. So that was the only two. That kind of makes sense. Do you think the next Doom game, like the next uh, the successor to Doom Eternal, do you think that would be a console exclusive? For a franchise like Doom, it's kind of mind blowing. But I think we're also we also view Elder Scrolls and Wolfenstein and those other type titles in the same. Are they in the same pantheon as a uh, as an Elder Scrolls? I mean, I know people have high hopes for Starfield, but it's kind of like Cyberpunk, right? Like we don't know, we don't know what that IP is. What they're doing with it might suck. It might, it might not be as interesting as the stuff they've made before. They don't just get a pass because The Witcher Three was amazing, right? We saw we saw publications, reviewers, fan base. We saw everybody react to that. Have they made good on Cyberpunk since then? I would think they have with the sales numbers and uh, Steam, what concurrent user records and the anime they created like they didn't abandon it. They didn't give up on that. Yeah. I probably answered my own question. <laughs> Probably, I probably made yeah, my way back. I think it was uh, also Redfall. Redfall is only on Xbox as well. Mm-hmm. Redfall is only Xbox. But okay. damn, Bethesda games always ship broken. <laughs> always. Always ship broken. 
Brant's two piece of advice. He says, wait for the game of year edition mm-hmm. and then wait for the next the next console iteration of that same title, and then you're gonna get to get a great experience. Hey, I was playing Skyrim the other day on Quick Resume. I haven't played that game since July, and it fired up right like right when I left it in July. I was playing Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they don't need to. Maybe they don't need to uh, have another one, another Elder Scrolls, because they again they turned around the Elder Scrolls Online. Remember that thing shit the bed as soon as it came out. Nobody wanted to play that, and now it's a big live service. They're making yeah. money off of it, and that's on everything. All right, is there anything more to do with this deal? Microsoft might be willing to make concessions. No, it's it's a bunch of rehashings. And it was a really good podcast. I definitely say go check it out. Listen to the whole thing. The Verge's Decoder podcast. And I like seeing uh the official Verge guys and and Phil Spencer like with our type setup. Like they're just <laughs> they just have headphones over a microphone. And they're just talking to each other about video games. That's what we're doing. <laughs> All right, let's wrap this thing up. Brent, you want to tell me about uh, Game Pass games? Only one. We can only have one Warhammer game at a time. Only one. Only <laughs> one Warhammer. Only um, one of the 4,000. That's why we have so many to pick from. So I think, let's see. Let me just double check. It looks like most of these, uh, except for a couple at the end here, are already available. Um, these are your uh, Xbox Game Pass for the uh, month of the end of November. Uh, we have Pentiment, uh, Somerville, uh, Dune Spice Wars. Uh, that is a game preview for PC. Is that the port of like that 93 title or 94 or something like that? Like it's an old school PC um, game? What does it say? Is it got a? Honestly, I don't remember. I'm looking through the. I I doesn't say. 4X real time strategy game for the developers of the critically acclaimed Northguard. No, I'm talking about something else. Carry on, Brant. Totally wrong. Uh, also for PC, you have Ghost Lore. Um, cloud console PC lamp. They say Ghost Whore. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> ghost Whore. It's a VR title. I had to look up to double check the name. I was like, oh, okay, okay. It's like, what? what's Brant talking about? I was like, holy shit. Uh, cloud and console, no core. Uh, and then here are the titles that are coming. Norco. Uh, Point and click narrative adventure game. Yeah, these next four titles are coming within the next couple of days. Uh, as of this podcast, anyway. <laughs> uh, Gungrave Gore. Uh, we new have, Gungrave game. Uh, it's it's been how long since the damn Gungrave game? I remember I haven't played a Gungrave Gungrave game since PS2. There was a VR oh, one, wasn't there? Wasn't there a VR title? Yeah. Or am I misremembering that? There was there was definitely a VR title. Okay. Gungrave Overdose. Was that a good game, Brant? Yeah, I remember it being pretty damn good. Brent, how are these all within, like, <laughs> you just reach over and grab them? <laughs> this is uh, what do you mean a, we're a getting Sony. a new, what do you mean we're getting a new uh, 50 cent title? Here's, <laughs> is that here, blood on the sand? Yeah, here we have his most recent outing, uh, 50 cent no, in blood, blood on, on the, the sand. sand. Is that blood on the sand? Hell yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, currently <laughs> on sale, the successful sequel to highly rated Ace Combat 6. Brand <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just pulling out these titles like randomly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> They're all right there. <laughs> We might talk about these. I'll set up this stack right next to the microphone. <laughs> Insurgency Sandstorm uh, coming November 29th. Uh, Cloud and Console Soccer Story uh, November 29th. And then uh, like, it's actually a World Cup happening right now. So fitting, fitting release for Soccer Story. Uh, and as you said, we are getting another Warhammer uh, 40K uh, Dark Tide for PC. Uh, available uh this is a day one with pc uh game pass this one looks good we saw this one on e3 i think i think this was like a horde third person action venture type title that one looked good uh looks like you can get some elder scrolls online fire song dlc uh as long as dark heart of skyrim celebration What even is that game anymore? I don't know. Dead by Daylight, Forged in Fog DLC. Um, They are getting another Metaverse's MVP pack, Drop 2. Who comes in that one? Does it say? No, it's just an in-game bundle. Epic variant, epic ring out effect, and rare banner. Brent, have you gone back to Multiverses? Weren't you trying that out when it first launched? It was okay, but like I said, yeah. it worked when it worked. Uh, it definitely had some some internet connectivity issues. Sometimes your character would just bounce all the way off the screen or something, or it was it was very weird. Uh, I haven't gone back to it. It's been several months since it was I've buggy. So it was buggy it. to yeah. start with. There was, I mean, no, it, it was. It was good when it worked. It wasn't wasn't bad at when all. it worked. Brent, you can't you can't follow up. But no, it was fine. Everything's cool when it worked. <laughs> that, that is what it is. Yeah, it's like if you have uh, a sink that uh, sometimes spits out hot water and sometimes doesn't. It's like yeah, or a slow drain. It works sometimes. Drain. Yeah, it works yeah. when it works. But other times it's just I got a overflowing sink here. Um, you're getting a bunch of touch control added to games that you probably don't want to use touch controls on, uh, like Assassin's Creed. Yeah, how would uh, that work? F- football manager console, Disneyland, <laughs> Dreamlight, Scorn, <laughs> Scorn with touch controls. Uh, touch, a friend of the show, Charles, is loving him some Scorn. He loves everything the, about uh, that game. Touch the squishy demon monster. Must love him some uh, alien. Yeah, the Geiger, Geiger penis artwork. You suck at parking? Is that a game? You suck at parking. You see it down there? It has touch controls. You suck at parking. Is that a legit game? I guess so. That seems like something on a PlayStation store that would get you a platinum trophy in like 10 minutes. Tap on the mayonnaise. Uh, Then we have uh, November 30th. We've got some games leaving Game Pass. Uh, Arcvale. Uh, Deer Simulator. Deer Simulator. Final Fantasy thirteen two. Uh, Mind Scanners. Mortal Shell. Space uh, Warlord. Uh, organ Trading Simulator. <laughs> no, I didn't get a chance to play that. Or actually, I have. Uh, Undungeon. I have a week. <laughs> Undungeon. And also, we're losing a Warhammer 40K. 
There can only be one. <laughs> there can only Battle be one Warhammer sector. game on, on Game Pass. <laughs> yeah, you can only have one at a time. Uh, and that's also, I do know with, um, I want to say the EA, the EA Play via Game Pass, you were getting, um, uh, Battle was the newest Battlefield, right? Battlefield 2042, I believe. Uh, and that actually might've been today. Cesar, are we going to jump back in on there? We're going to stay undefeated on Battlefield 2042. Uh, I've already uninstalled it because I needed 100 gigs for something. Same. That's a big-ass install. Man. And I don't play that often. Brent, we never lost. We steamrolled the competition, and we went out on top. I think I got one trophy. And that was it. Um, I unlocked, like, two or seven. <laughs> <laughs> Flawless victory. Me and Cesar are like, damn, these guys are easy. We're destroying these people. <laughs> the bots. <laughs> We didn't ask for that, uh, Cesar. We were trying to play a legitimate game of Battlefield, and we got the bots. Mm-hmm. That's one of the, you may suck, so go in this room first. Yeah, that's one of my <laughs> gaming highlights of the year. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> you made you feel good about yourself. Dude, As we like question ourselves, like, damn, are we good? We're like ten minutes in. It's like we haven't died yet. <laughs> We're killing them. I think we're good, man. I think we're actually we're not, good at this game. We're not bad. Yeah. This might, Cesar, this might be our battlefield. <laughs> and then what did we see? Like, they had their, it was some sort of bot indicator in their name that we started seeing when we would kill them. It wasn't there to start with, but it was like. <laughs> Fish or something like that. I can't remember what it was. Yeah. Oh, man. Is that it for news? That's it. Games played. Let's go. I know we all played Halo. Maybe I finished with that yeah, one. We played some Halo. That was about <clears> it. The new improved Halo. Uh, an update on Xbox Insignia. Uh, says are not Best Buy related branded projects, products like Dynex. Uh, I finally got in. So they started releasing. This is uh, just a refresher. This is the reboot of Xbox Live. Uh, you were to, you were to sign up for it early, um, and then register your console. Which Xbox Live is 20 years old now? Yes, it is. That's what they, they officially turned on their servers um, the day of the 20th anniversary, which I think was 11-17, uh, 2002. So exactly 20 years after, uh, you were able to experience Xbox Live as it was. And uh, I won't say I performed poorly on Twitter, but I did express my displeasure in not being one of the initial code invites. I was like, I reached out to you. I've got all of these games. I have all but one game that's currently on their service. Like, please let me try this out. I'm I'm a very passionate hobbyist regarding that first Xbox specifically. I never actually played Xbox Live on the original Xbox. I never got a chance to. We didn't have broadband internet until the 360 was out. So I just totally missed all those early online games and um, it had an Ethernet port in the back, so if you didn't have it locally there, there were like add-ons that would add a wireless connection to your original Xbox to let you connect to a router, that sort of thing. Um, but I reached out to them. I was like, I didn't get a code. I signed up early. I wanted one. It would have been awesome. Uh, and they were like, this was random. We just decided we put everybody in a pool. Uh, but at the same time, they were putting codes out on Twitter, so anybody could just grab a code and and plug it in if you got there fast enough. 
And so the threads were full of, all right, I got a code and I got, I, I signed up with my email address. Now I, I got to find an Xbox and, and be able to sign up for the service or be able to play the service. And, oh boy, I got a code and my email got accepted. Now I got to go find my Xbox in storage and I'm dying. I'm just dying on the inside. I'm like, man, I'm ready. I'm, I have so many of these games. I'm ready to play. Let me, let me in. Let me, I'm the, I'm the, uh, Eric Andre. Let, let me, me in. in. Let me in. Yep. And then they, over the course of the next two days, they were like, we released 5,000 codes. We released 3,000 codes. We released 200 codes. And it was never me. And then there was a tweet that said, anyone who signed up and registered, our servers are handling everything. People are not signing up as fast as we thought they would. Everyone has a code. So I, as soon as I saw that, I'm screaming through my email. I'm like, please, please, please. And I had gotten one like four minutes ago. It's like, yes. So as soon as I get off uh, work, I connect the Xbox to the Ethernet cable. And I go through the setup. And, and there it is. That's the original Xbox Live setup. They The code they send you registers your console. Or it's, your console is already registered. Let you create a gamer tag. So if anybody's on the Insignia service, I'm still Highway 81 Beast. You can find me on there. Um, currently uh, top 10 in the world in Call of Duty Finest Hour. <laughs> so that's one of my games played. Uh, it shows up. So I didn't, my first my first interaction with Xbox Live was the 360 version, which was a much more fluid experience and very akin to what we have now, right? Party chat, you can always tell what people are playing. Uh, unified gamer tag for everything, which Xbox Live had to a certain extent. But it still, it wasn't like this blanket across every single game that you could just, you could use and know was like the underlying system behind everything. So uh, I popped in Call of Duty Finest Hour. And even though I was signed into Xbox Live on my Xbox, I had to sign into it on that game and tell it, you know, I'm ready to go on live with this profile. So it made me sign into it again with my passcode, like get on Xbox Live with this game specifically. And then the menu would say uh, Highway 81 Beast online. And then I could pick like an online game. And nobody was on at this time. The Insignia site is really well done. You can scroll through their available games and see what people are playing. And typically they're all on the same title. So you'll see the community has picked like Crimson Skies or PSO or Ghost Recon is up as of today, and the first Star Wars Battlefront is up of today. And you'll see, it'll tell you how many people are playing on that on that game on their website, or their, uh, you know, their page. And so I popped in Call of Duty Finest Hour just to see, like, man, this is the first console Call of Duty. Let's pop this in and see what it's like. So I started a room all on my own, and within... 10 seconds someone joined and i'm like oh god someone's i don't know this map i don't know this game nothing somebody's in here i gotta kill them <laughs> so uh this person and i found each other we each got a kill and then they dropped it was like i guess they decided this wasn't the amount of people in the game that sort of thing they wanted to play so they left and i had like six minutes left and i'm not sure like do i quit do i get a ban like is it gonna do something to my my very new gamer tag on xbox live and I waited maybe another minute or so, and then somebody else came in. And then I never found them. We never saw each other on this map. Like, neither one of us, I guess, knows the ins and outs of this particular Call of Duty map. And if you remember, before we had these well-orchestrated, almost like, you know, Halo maps or Call of Duty maps, it was just a part of the, it was like a part of the mission in the game. 
Like, I think this is out of the campaign. It's not a real good map. It's just a section of the game that you could shoot other people in. It wasn't like this well-orchestrated, what's the term, like where they have a lot of people test it, like field tested or feedback, that sort of thing. You didn't have a lot of history behind that with with these maps. It's just a section of the game that you would play like GoldenEye or the first Medal of Honor. You know, it was just it was just a part of the game that they would plop you into and you'd frag each other. And that was that was enough at the time. We didn't know about like choke points and like these certain strategic uh, before we had was it Team Fortress? And then um, the other ones that will give you roles like would give you a healer, give you a sniper or. All right, I'm going to stay low and be be down in this corner because I have a shotgun. I picked the shotgun class, that sort of thing. Like we weren't to that point with online. It wasn't there, especially with console. And so um, that game ended 1-1 tie, and I, I'm on the leaderboards of Call of Duty Finest Hour for the Xbox. And that's the only thing I've tried so far. Uh, they're currently looking at the Xbox Sports Network games. So before EA came on board, they had like their own football games, NFL Fever with Peyton Manning on the cover. And they had a baseball game that was called, that's the one I streamed like two years ago, MLB Inside Pitch. And they have a hockey series, something, Center Ice maybe, NHL Center Ice. I'm sure I'm wrong on that one. But they're looking, and Top Spin I think is the biggest one out of that group. And they're looking to incorporate some of those Xbox Sports Network type uh, servers into this Insignia Beta, which I think would be incredible. I would love to play Top Spin online again. Uh, Friend of the show, Russell and I used to system link topspin and just play against each other in opposite rooms on on two Xboxes and TVs. I love tennis games, anyways. Anybody listening to the show or you guys definitely know that, but especially uh, <clears throat> Andre Agassi on the Sega Genesis. That's a good one. Uh, Cesar, we played that probably <laughs> good one on twenty years ago now, <laughs> at least eighteen or nineteen years. That that game's old enough to drink for us, having played that together. <laughs> Uh, that is the Insignia update. I talked way too long about that. Uh, Cesar sent us a video clip from Twitter maybe a week ago of Among Us VR. And this individual was, uh, playing Among Us VR and they described it as a horror game. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? This looks fucking awesome. I'm going to break out my Oculus and check this out. And I convinced, thanks to Cesar... I convinced two other individuals to also purchase this game for Oculus. And they were a uh, friend of the show, Russell, and friend of the show, Dale. And so we played this together. It's been three or four nights ago. And this is legit serious game of the year. Uh, <laughs> contender. The yeah, video, you, you've never played Among Us. I've never played Among Us. I, I had no clue what it was going into it. They make you do a little tutorial. So any listeners, and I'm sure I'm very, very much in the minority, um, there's a ship full of these characters. And I guess they're the way they make money in the game is to sell like add-ons for the characters, like hats and shirts and things like that. But uh, the game on Oculus is 10 bucks, the VR version. And uh, there's a set of, it's almost like Secret Hitler on a card game. If you've played that before, like one person is the bad guy and you don't know who it is. Or if there's 10 people, there's two There's two bad guys. They're imposters. So there's various things that you have to do. If you're a crewmate, which is one of the regular uh, roles, there's various tasks that you have to do around the ship. But you don't really have to do them. I learned quickly 
I don't have to do this. I'm just going to walk around and observe people and listen to people. Um, you can't see very far. So as you're walking around the ship in your like a, a generic alien looking avatar thing, you can't see very far, but you're supposed to be going to do these tasks and you can hear people as they get close to you. And um, uh, the imposter can kill people. Uh, the people who are not the imposter are trying to figure out who the imposter is. The imposter can jump through grates in the ship like they can. There'll be a grate on the wall. Yeah. yeah, almost like Alien. Uh, the alien in the movie Alien would like use the air vents to get around the ship and kill people and things like that. Some giant and air vents. They are, basically. So the three of us, uh, Russell, Dale, and I got in a party, and it was like, well, it's just three of us. We probably should go in the public thing. Let's just see what it's like. And we had an absolute blast. Uh, we had a pretty good group. There was a super high-pitched, maybe five-year-old, like at the the most high pitch that you could ever hear. That was, I saw somebody somebody play this game. They put po- <laughs> post a video on YouTube. They're YouTuber, obviously, and uh, they basically said babysitting in uh, Among Us because, like, every game they had two or three kids that were, you know, five. How are these to, kids five to how eight. Are these kids playing the VR. I'm telling you. I sent a video of Richard where this guy murdered two kids. So, yeah, the, the, the yeah, video just I saw, right there, like, right there in the open. <laughs> there was there was somebody <laughs> that there was a kid crying because he couldn't be green. Oh God! But I'm telling my like I'm telling my children you cannot play this because your eyes like they they don't say yeah. to use this before this age. And I'm like I'm not gonna let you do that just yet. So they ended up watching us on the uh, the Oculus will let you cast to like a I can just. I send it to my iPad and they end up watching on the iPad and they love it. Like they were fully engrossed in it. But, uh, so the very first game we play myself, Dale and Russell, we have no clue what we're doing. So we go off into this room to do a task together, right? We're sticking together. And I was like, dudes, are you, are you guys crewmates? They were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I am too. So I guess we'll stick together and we'll figure out how the imposters are. Damn it, if Russell ain't lying through his fucking teeth and is one of the imposters, That's the name of the game. And, and kills me later on. I had That's no the name clue. of the game, I man. No I'm just doing a task. And I turn around because, uh, you know, you're, you think you're just working with certain people and then you die. Mm. And then I'm like, it's him. It's red. It's red. But they, they immediately they immediately move you to a, different, a separate voice chat. You turn into a ghost. Mm-hmm. So then you're talking to the other ghost. Brant, it's so Brant. If you don't have an Oculus, I'll buy an Oculus. <laughs> it's so good. It's so is good. There, is there damn crossplay on it, or is it only Oculus? You can only play with Oculus. I think it's only Oculus. Damn. It was only VR people that I saw because they're doing they're doing hand motions, right? Yeah. So a friend of the show, Dale, he's uh he's he's taller than me. He's quite tall. So he started out. He synced his person while he was standing up, and then he was like, "Okay, I can play this game sitting down." So the person had synced with like the hands in the helmet. So every hand motion that he's doing, like with the Oculus uh, controllers, it's like coming out of his head instead of being <laughs> in the torso area. So everything he's doing is like, because my favorite thing to do, you can do like a point finger thing. My favorite thing to do is like the birds with the pointer finger. I'm just doing, I'm just doing this at people. Fucking <laughs> everybody off with your index yeah, fingers. Yeah, but he's doing it like it's all coming out of his head. Like it's coming out of the top of his head like a like a chicken or something. But uh, we played a couple rounds. Uh, the imposters, we voted off. There were some annoying people that we ended up voting off immediately. I, I would be proud of this. 
there was an extremely transphobic individual in this random group. And I have no clue where this came from, but they wanted to accuse another. I'm not even going to bring it up. They wanted to accuse another individual in the game of it was they were just transphobic remarks. And this whole group of people, these 10 randos online, as soon as the game started, they would hit the uh, meeting button and everybody voted this person out every single round because they wouldn't leave the lobby. We were stuck in this lobby. So I will say as soon as this got going, it didn't matter whether they we were going to take the hit. It doesn't matter whether they were imposter crewmate or whoever. They had to go and they were not there was we couldn't figure out how to ban them or whatever. So anytime it started and they started fussing about it, like, you're always going to kick me out. What are you doing? I'm I'm just telling the truth. I, that's what I hear from this person. It was it was nonsense. It's like and nobody had time for this. Everybody was voting for them to get out. So that yeah. was that was a good like social experiment to see this person like you got to go. We don't have time. We don't have time for your nonsense. You got to get the fuck out of here. But uh, the co- first couple times the imposters won. And then I think the very last round, uh, Dale was acting kind of shady. He wasn't behaving like himself. As the kids would say, sus. He's acting sus. Sus, yeah. Like, he's always kind of quiet, but this was like, what do you mean I'm being quiet? I got no reason to be quiet. And it was like, you got to go. And Russell was trying to defend him, and I'm just like, both of y'all got to go. We ended up, it was, <laughs> it was Russell and Dale out of the 10. I was like, I got to get out of here. And they were gone, but the the moment to moment gameplay of just like walking around and doing the so when you do the tasks on the ship it's just something with the Oculus like you grab a you grab a, a controller maybe and like steer the ship a certain way or uh, it's fun when the imposters will sabotage the ship and then you have like forty five seconds or thirty seconds or something like that to put out these tasks like those are the emergency ones you have to do and some of them are cool because it'll take two people like there's a handprint one where you have to have somebody else like you put your hand against yeah, it and then another person has to be there and then you've stopped the but you're being hunted at the same time so you don't know when somebody's going to drop out and be right there on top of you and stuff like that but uh <laughs> we would we would have some crazy moments from I thought the Twitter videos were just kind of an exaggeration but somebody came in one time they were like I just saw Green get in one of the vents man you got to you got to vote Green man they just went <laughs> They just went in one of the vents. I saw them. They went in one of the vents. Yeah. And then Green was in there acting shady. And I was like, no. you." And Green was the transphobic person. So it was like, nope, you're already, this is early on. We already don't like you being in here and, and talking your trash or whatever you have going on. So you have to go anyways. And they were one of the imposters. He's like, he's like no, you guys got you to do Green. I saw him jump in one of the vents, man. He was right there in front of me. He just jumped in one of the vents. <laughs> it was so much fun. I want more. It was great with the random group. Uh, there's going to be bad apples in every bunch, but mm-hmm. the whole experience was a lot of fun. There were two people that I was with, and we we made it a good time. Uh, there was a couple times where we were all ghosts, or two of the three of us were ghosts, so we're chit-chatting about who we think it is. Like, even when you die, you're not out of the game. It's still so much game when you're out of the crewmates or whatever like winning or losing with the crewmates because you still get to chit chat with the ghosts you still get to complete tasks you're watching as things unfold um there's so many ways to play you can do the tasks you can run around like some of the twitter videos cesar sent us i ended up doing i'm like i don't trust y'all motherfuckers i'm gonna back up i'm gonna keep an eye on everybody i'm like backing through these doors i know where the map's at i'm I'm not i'm not turning around letting any of y'all kill me (laughs) get away from me get away from me so 
so what I do see is it is cross-platform. Both really, regu- both regular and VR is cross-platform. Though uh, VR um, Among Us is only available on the MetaQuest, uh, the Rift, and Steam, uh, which are oh, okay. of course all PC ish platforms, except for the Oculus. Right, except that's your Oculus. that's your cheapest barrier of entry. Uh, it is not on PlayStation consoles, but it will apparently be available for PSVR 2. So. Okay. There you go, Brant. $600 justified. $600 just to play uh, some... $10 game. Let's fucking go. All right. So right now, Brant... 350 right now? Was it 350 or 360 And you get Resident, you get Resident, you get Resident Evil 4 Evil and Beat Saber. And Beat Saber. Yeah, I saw that. Not a bad bundle. And the Ugh. headset is so good. That hardware is so good. Uh, we'll segue into Oculus stuff. So as I broke that out, like the whole family's watching, they're watching all the hijinks on the iPad. Cause I'm streaming it to that. They're listening to me interact with people as isolating. We've talked about as isolating as VR can be. They were all involved in this and they had their own, like we suspect this person and they had like their own things going on and they knew what I was like. They knew if I was a crew crewmate or not. And then, um, since then, the missus has picked up Moss. She is playing through Moss on the Oculus. And uh, the kids are watching that. And they're chiming in, like, go through there. I see this. And um, they're really enjoying, even though you can't see, like, uh, the stream, you can't see the scale of, like, the missus went through this one level of Moss where you could look. You see Quill come into the, as as Moss plays, you know, the adventure of the mouse, that sort of thing. It's on PlayStation VR. Um it's kind of like a storybook thing where it's it's uh, like a diorama almost. But the scale of VR, like you're looking at, at Quill jumping around on these mouse pads and uh, or lily pads and things like that. And then the missus looks up with the headset and there's a deer in the background, like this giant deer just grazing in the background. And the kids just lose their minds seeing it on the iPad. They're like, Mom, go back. Show us the – there's a deer back there. Show us. And they're just like – they're totally into this adventure. And it's, I've begun to rethink VR with the streaming to another device thing. Like it opens up, you're not as isolated. It's not this solo adventure that it, that it can be sometimes. Like these adventures can still be told. They're getting the full story of Moss without being in that headset. And we are, we're all like enjoying the the experience. And and they bought into Among Us. We don't have four Oculus headsets, but they were like into the gameplay and the chit chat except for the weird transphobic stuff and uh you know trying to figure out who the murderer is and all that sort of stuff and it was just uh we've fallen back into the oculus and right now everything is on sale so if you have one check it out if there's a game you were interested in right now it's probably really on sale i think res infinite right now is 10 bucks so i'll probably get res infinite for yet another platform (laughs) have that on hand tetris connected is on sale but i think i got that last year when it was uh the fir- when it first released, because I had played it on on PlayStation VR and loved it. That'll be the Oculus update. Uh, do we want to talk about Halo? Any big standout moments with Halo? Just I know the three of us have been playing it pretty heavy when we have free time. Yeah. The new maps are awesome. I think the new maps are really, really good. And it seems less bullshittery. Uh, Brant, uh, this past Saturday we played Big Team Battle. We had enough people on there to play Big Team Battle, and it was it was a lot of fun. We only had seeds one time, 
Uh, we kept getting skockets, which is skewers and rockets, over and over. And I was not good at it, Damn. but it was still a lot of fun. Because as soon as you spawn, there's just rockets flying across your head. And then inevitably, you'll see the glare of the skewer, like in the distance, and then, it, you know, you just get dropped. It's just, you get impaled. Um, I had a very, very good experience in Master Chief Collection one night. Uh, Russell and I were playing, and uh, my brother and I have, like, our, our, our icons on Master Chief Collection resemble genitalia. I think there would be some confusion as to actually defining them as such. But uh, we played around with two randos that were on the, you could tell they had the same clan tag, so they were on the same team. And they played on our team, and we won. And then I get a message, and I'm like, it's an Xbox Live message. You're like, oh, God, what is this going to be? But he was on my team. And uh, he was complimenting my my icon on my Master Chief Collection <laughs> profile. So I sent him a message back, thanks. Uh, squat up with us whenever you want. We won. So immediately they're in our party, right? And we, we didn't have party chat. They didn't have mics or something. But uh, uh, myself, Russell, and these two guys or gals, we went on a run of like we won seven of eight, I think, rounds after that. Just just old man Halo. So uh, Halo won on Master Chief Collection. And we won all but one of the rounds of that. And we were just like steamrolling people. <laughs> it was like, all right, we ran into some good ones. And they're, you know, they're messaging me on the Xbox Live in between each round like that was awesome. We did great or good job on capture the flag, you know great job defending the base you did awesome we were able to go run while you hung back that sort of thing and it just an actual, it an actual positive experience huh it was it was over chat <laughs> with randos and so by the end of the night we had friend requests from both of them and it was just it was like man we haven't hit it off like this with people actually playing with us and and holding their own and um one of them was what is that prisoner we usually get muskets on prisoner this mm -hmm. was snipers we had snipers on prisoner Oh, so, but we did work, man. It was like, it was like 50 to 27 is what we won by. We just went off man. with these, with these two people. And it, it just clicked, man. We were, we, we worked as a team, just like we do when we're all on there. But when you get randos, you never know what's going to like, and you, you never get the same, you never get the same people over and over. And we just, we hit it off with, with these two. And it was, it was fun. It was fun just falling in line and, and going to town like that. So those are my games played. Call of Duty Finest Hour on Xbox Online. Uh, Among Us on Oculus VR. My kids call it Mahungus for some reason. <laughs> Mahungus VR. Uh, the Mrs. played Moss. And we did play some Mario Kart Wii. Uh, Cesar brought up that is his <laughs> least played Mario Kart. And we actually played some earlier in the week with tilt controls. And it sucks. It sucks so bad. <laughs> And I legit bought four of those wheels within the past year for us to try, like, using the Wii wheels. It's garbage. It's garbage they suck. Yeah. We played, um, there was three of us, and we played Balloon Battle on Mario Kart Wii, just the multiplayer, like, team thing. I got no kills. I got no kills the whole, like, two minutes or whatever that round is. I couldn't hit anybody with those tilt controls. Um... What else did I play? Halo Infinite, Halo Master Chief Collection, Among Us VR, Moss VR is being played in the household. Um, and the Oculus is real cool. You can like, because the Mrs. and I have different pupil alignments. 
you can like slide the lenses in and out inside the headset, which is very convenient. It's so easy who, to adapt between the two. Who of has us. The, who has the defective pupils? Uh, hers are much narrower than mine, which is like a serial killer tendency, which I've heard, but uh, not trying to point that out. I hope she's not watching, but <laughs> but it's easy to. And we bought a uh, the Oculus strap that comes with it is is garbage. And my first VR experience was PlayStation VR, which I'll argue is still the most comfortable VR anywhere. Um, but we bought a third party one that kind of has the dial from the PlayStation VR where you can tighten it in some. And so that that is a big boost from that first initial strap. So it's 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 easy to adapt between the two of us. Like if she used it last, I just move the thing back out and and back the the strap back out and then and tighten it back in just like the PlayStation VR one, which is super comfortable. Those are my games played. Took too long. No, it's fine. Uh, I didn't really outside of the Halo. I play with you. Uh, I think I'm oh, like yeah, two well, or three I nights. Had, I hit the top level in the the season that lasts until March. Yeah. I hit it in like two weeks, and you're close, aren't you? Aren't you like 21, 24? Yeah, out of thirty. Yep. I think the only times I ever played is the same times you played. I never played. Yeah, that's it. It doesn't yeah. take long. This one's fast, Brent. This season pass is so fast on this one. I maybe have six to eight hours in this whole season and you'll get to 30. It's like every every game, Cesar, you're jumping up, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes two levels, yeah, when we yep. win. Yep. If you're boosting, definitely two levels. Mm-hmm. Now I got a new uh, piece area for my crotch. That was the last thing I unlocked. That is one of the pieces they give you, mm-hmm. isn't it? Like a cod piece thing. Cod piece is the one I'm looking for, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not like a stormtrooper. Cod piece, yeah. Uh, I'm not. That's it. Uh, that's all I played this week. I mean, I was doing mostly homework all this week, so I'm. That's it. It's good for me to have blabbed on for 20 minutes. <laughs> um, still playing uh, some Overwatch with the family. I'm trying to get uh, the the other two caught up in their um battle pass because they only have until December 6th to at least get. Richard up. will never make it in time. I'm not point. I'm not stressing this one. We'll never uh, make it in time. Cause the Overwatch Battle Pass, there's a there's a character that is either you have to outright buy them, or if you purchase the battle pass, you get them right away. Otherwise, you have to work your way up to level 55 in the battle pass. And I think my son just unlocked that character. 55? How yeah. long does that take? Um, a while, it seems like. I, pur- I purchased the Battle Pass, and it seemed like I leveled up a lot quicker than he did, which was really crazy. Which you won, a- right? Huh? You pay mon- if you pay money for it, right? Yeah, I know, right? Um, but I mean, it's it's like $10 for the Battle Pass, and the only thing is you unlock the, the paid tiers as well, because... I want to say uh, it's it's kind of like the uh, the battle pass in um, or uh, in Halo Infinite, where there's tiers where you don't get anything if you haven't purchased the battle pass. Mm-hmm. So the like tier one and two you don't get anything, but at tier three you get whatever that is if you you know are on the free battle pass section. 
And that's basically the same thing, but I don't know. I, I paid 10 bucks and all it was is uh, unlocking those other sections, but it seemed like I leveled up a heck of a lot quicker. As you, I mean, you pay money, I would expect you to level up a lot quicker. So Yeah. Otherwise, um, I'll be very pissed on what you paid for. Not all right. Um, so they're they're still working through that. The missus is, I want to say, in the she just got into like level thirty ish. Um, so she's still got a ways to go, but we're trying to get her caught up. Um, and then other than that. I today I did finish God of War Ragnarok, well which I I do not want to uh, spoil that for anyone. So uh, I'm gonna keep it keep it light. I'm really not gonna talk about it too much. Um, I did a few of the side missions, but all in all, that game took me 26 hours to complete. It's um, not bad. Uh, it's, it's a damn good story. Um, I don't know if it's just me. I don't know if Cesar, maybe you felt like this too, but there's certain parts of that game that feel like it has some pacing issues to me, at least like there's parts that I'm going and I'm like, okay, this feels kind of like a slog. Like, I don't know. I the, I'm not, I took my uh, headphone out so I don't hear what you're saying, but I'm reading no, that. Oh. No, I'm no. I, I'm, uh, I'm, that's the thing is I'm not uh, really gonna. I'm not really. I gotta gonna, beat the game first before I can yeah. talk about anything about pacing. I'm not. I'm not really gonna say anything spoilery because I know Richard I may reckon, eventually it, play a little bit of it, and I know you're still playing it. So I'm not. I think I'm about to download the 2018 one, but I think you guys, Cesar and I talked about this the other day. I think you guys should have a spoiler cast when y'all finish it, even if you're just talking about the game for like 15, 20 minutes. And then we throw that out there as content. It doesn't have to be a numbered episode. Just like, hey, we're going to talk about God of War Ragnarok. Here's what we thought. And then you just have that as a spoiler cast. I think that'd be pretty good content. I would. So if I, I don't get a, around a to a full cast on Metal Gear Solid 4 and it's just me by myself. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'll get there eventually. What do I think about this part? What do I think about this part? <laughs> oh, it's no, a monologue. It's, uh... Yeah, Metal Gear Solid 4 monologues. Cesar, what did you think about the time when Sol- Solid Snake fought Blink? Oh, it's a great question, Cesar. I'm glad Let's you asked. Down there. Yeah. It's a great question, Pastor. Let me, this uh, break that this sort of uh, questioning and interview skills may win you a Cesar Award one day. But no, it's a uh, it's pretty damn good experience. Um, it's a like I said, it's a very it's a very powerful story. It's a good story. Um, I guess. I mean, they said it before that this is technically the the end of the Nordic God of War story. It's not going to be a trilogy. I, I I think that's what they've said. I don't. I don't really. Know. I don't know. I guess they could keep going. Um, because there's definitely. I mean, even though I've technically beat the main story, there's so much left to do. Really? Um, the game opens up to where you just, you know, and they go, hey, look, here's some stuff over here that we can do, and here's some stuff over here you can do, and there's this going on, and we need to find this, you know, before it becomes a problem, and blah, blah, blah. So there's there's definitely definitely things to where it uh, to opens up. Um, and I, I definitely, uh, it, 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 
took what was in the uh, 2018 version and definitely just built upon it. Uh, and it it just wound up being so, so good. Because they already, I think they already had pretty much got perfection out of that 2018 one. That 2018 one was just, it was beautiful. That's all I've <laughs> ever heard about it, yeah. But yeah, because um, I know... There's probably several people still playing it. And I know Cesar is still playing it. So I it was really, fuller cast. I, yeah, I really do not want to get in any any story stuff. So but uh, it's it's definitely good. Like I said, it. 20, 20 some odd hours. Eventually, it got to the point where I was getting because both me and Cesar are playing in on normal. Um, And eventually I, it got to a point where there are certain things I'm like, I. I don't know why this is so damn challenging, and I dropped the difficulty down a notch. Um, can you can you the, adjust it like to oh, and yeah. fro? Okay. Yeah. yeah, you can adjust it whenever you want it. Because I know I I did that in the 2018 one because there's some optional battles that you can do in there in the 2018 one that's kind of like after story stuff. And there was one battle that was just like so freaking hard, but I had done like all the other optional battles. And this was the very last one. I was like, screw it. I'm going on the baby mode and just getting this done because I I wanted to complete that, that one, that one thing. And you're no worse for the wear for doing so. No, I wasn't. But yeah, I wound up dropping it, dropping it down and never had a another problem again. I need to do that with Horizon. I know I mentioned it every couple of weeks, but I need to get back to Horizon and knock that out. Yeah, because there's because I was loving that game there. It's it's at the very beginning, and I think it's something like give me story, give me balance. And then there's normal <clears throat> and then there's like challenging and then there's like crushing or something like that. It's mm-hmm. and I just, you know, at I, there was definitely a point where I just. I was like, I'm on normal. Why is this so this one thing so damn hard? <laughs> so, but yeah, it's it's a damn good game. It's a damn good game, and definitely gonna be gonna be up there. I think I saw that it had already uh, sold really well, and I know it's it's up there in uh, Keeley's Game of the Year category. So it's outselling the first one, right? With like oh, a yeah. way smaller install base. But the, well, I forget it's a PS4 title as well. So uh, it, no, it, not just PS4 and, and Steam and uh, well, the original one. Right, right, right. Which is which is crazy. You think this one right now is only PS5 and PS4. Yeah. So. So, I mean, and you, you think know, Sony, Sony might look at those numbers down the road and shorten that one year thing and start start bringing that more in par? Mm, no, I think I would think we be we're not upset, right? No. If Ragnarok I, was out on PC day one with PS5. Cesar. I think they'll keep that yeah. that one year window, but like you said, if the if the interest is there, I don't I see mean, why they wouldn't. They haven't had a flub PlayStation PC title yet, have they? Uh, uh, Sackboy didn't do great. And Uncharted. But, and and uh, actually, yeah, surprisingly, Uncharted. Uncharted collection. Hmm. Sackboy had a le- less than a th- uh, ten thousand concurrent users when it reached at least that weekend. Only ten thousand people bought it on Steam. That were I mean, it. I. Amongst your PS5 friends, is anybody really like burning it up about Sackboy? I bought it because Brant was raving about it. I mean, it, it just, yeah, you, you asked a question; they haven't had a flub yet. That was 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, that was the, that was the, that was the question. PC. Yeah. That's yeah. fair. They definitely have had a PC flub. Two technically. Now, I mean, I, I think Uncharted would have done better if they went went back and did the first three first, and then do yeah. four and the. Uh, oh yeah. Side story. It didn't make sense to do four for those people on PC who haven't yeah. played it yet. So. That seems side, like an easy. That seems like story. an easy decision, right? One through three on PC. You would think. Yeah. It's just a switch. Just flip the switch. That's all you got to do. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's easy. Just a switch. No big deal. God of War Ragnarok. It's up there for you, Brant, for the year. I was uh, I was hoping this uh, yeah. whole podcast would be how Brant spent 30 hours playing Pokemon. <laughs> no, I've had to listen to my... Uh son talking on the phone to one of his friends about pokemon all day so that's awesome though you've made it brant because i I remember well done sir you've made it i remember back in the day though but it would just be me and my friend sitting there in the same room you know playing playing pokemon to seeing where each person was and then eventually i had a, a co-worker um a few years ago who, when the 3DS games, uh, Sun and Moon came out, me, mm-hmm. and, me and him sat there and would, uh, would uh, play and t- like text each other, "Where are you at? What are, what are you encountering? You know, what 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 the, what what gym are you at?" and the stuff like that. So, did you get to I, this yet? So, I failed a uh, friend of the show, Jeremy. We were recently playing uh, Diamond and Pearl, and he is way further. You dropped <laughs> off. I am. He's way further. You're bad about that. You're bad about just dropping off on a game. <laughs> you are. You are the you guilty. Are, I mean, you, you, you got to give it to him. He, he completed games. the thirty level uh, battle pass on the Halo. He didn't yeah. drop off the battle pass. He yeah. always he he completes the battle pass, but uh, yeah, most <laughs> I'm that person. <laughs> but but most games you you play so many damn games you you don't you never finish a majority of them though. That is correct. It's 100 correct. But you play in a hell of a hell of a lot of games. It's my mo. I dabble. I dabble in a lot. I'm the Pizza Hut demo disc 2022. <laughs> What's this like? Okay, that's that. What's next? <laughs> Let me try this out. You're also arguing with uh, one of the top ten Call of Duty finest oh, hour yeah. players, still on original Xbox, currently in the world. <laughs> I don't know. Have you checked it recently? You may have dropped. I might have, might have dropped. <laughs> they might have added some more invites. I might have slipped down the rankings. What else do you play, Brant? Uh, that that was it. I was looking for something else to play. Uh, uh, it's wanna... always within. Yeah, sure. Uh, what, what is it going to be? Well, you were going to go with uh, Assassin's Creed. <laughs> Brotherhood. Brotherhood. Yeah. Yeah. I, was say, I know that one. I did you a favor, Brandon. I bought your train game. <gasps> did what you train game? Which one? What, what is the train game? Says so, yeah. show us and tell was, us about it for audio listeners. While you were troubleshooting, me and uh, Cesar were talking about this. Uh, both of us got it in, but neither of us have played it yet. I'm in the same boat. I'm in the same boat. I've heard so many good things, though. And it's an what interactive I just, museum. Yeah, what I just showed was the Atari 50th. So, um, Grant, buy your train game. Then buy your train game. What is it? Cesar, tell the, the listeners. Does it have the uh, 
That doesn't help the listeners. Leave I'm, work, I'm looking at it. Hold on. Gaido Ukehaku. Hmm. I was just says a guidebook. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Game of the oh, year. <laughs> Hiru is a Hirugaru. Hirugaru. I don't know. It has ego, so that's why I bought it. Like ego waffles? No, ego. Ego is uh, English and Japanese. Okay. Stream this. Stream the train game. I can. Chugga 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 choo choo. I think I can. I think I can. So it's a uh, import friendly brand. You should buy it. Hell yeah. This is all it is. is you driving around in a train all day. I was about to say, don't they? Isn't that like little lever and the buttons and stuff like really expensive? That little peripheral. I don't know. I didn't go that deep. I'm not that deep, right? I I lo- <laughs> I only know because I looked. I uh, know they had the game for like PS2. Uh, so that's where I played that one 64 on, when I imported. Yeah, the one on 64. It was. That's, it looked amazing. We couldn't figure out quite what to do. Cesar, you'd probably be way better at it now. But it looked incredible. And then I'm also like, got, this is a 64 game. We also got uh Naomi breaking the bad news. The snake in the background about Fox die. Oh, God, that's where we're at in the storyline in the background. <laughs> Fox die. What do you mean, yeah, Fox die? I saw I saw that streamer doing the uh, the key card bullshit. I hated that running back and forth for the. Change. Oh, yeah. And then she got it into padded, a battle. It fucked up. She got to go all the way back stuff. to the freezer. Yeah. Again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God bless the first Metal Gear Solid. Could have been a 3DO game. Dencha de Go, yep, for Nintendo Switch. There's a plug-and-play. Here's the one for Nintendo Switch. The uh, $140, but it's on sale. It was previously priced at $140. You, you know what's surprisingly super fucking expensive for Switch is to buy that damn adapter that turns into a fishing pole? Really? Yeah, it's like How a... How much is that, Brent? Game. $114? It has like a... No, $139. Ooh, yeah. For a train, able to find train console. Cheaper. Really? That Didn't you get that with that one fishing game where it was like packed in? for the Yeah, story? so if you buy the third, the third party one's super cheap, but if you buy the official official one, it's like fucking expensive. It's like Dreamcast fishing poles. Have you all looked at Dreamcast fishing poles recently? Oh gosh, no. <laughs> Is that good? Uh, it's either Mad Cats or Interact, I think, makes the third party one. It's much less expensive than the the Sega one for Sega Bass Fishing. <laughs> I don't know. I've been wanting to play a fishing game recently. One's on sale for Oculus. That might be because I already have the pole. I already have the headset. Mm. I might as well get the $10 fishing game. Get my fishing fix. Yeah, the Switch one's supposed to be like I hate a fishing. The Switch one's supposed to be like a old school Dreamcast arcade. Dreamcast. Type thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Style. Yep. Fishing games are good. They're relaxing. They're way more now relaxing than I actual call fishing. Bass fishing. Volume six. <laughs> Oh my god, Brent! <laughs> oh, I've got a naughty looking one uh, for for Xbox. What? Yeah, I know it's not a it's not a Rapala or something like that. It's a I believe it's a Capcom. Is it a no? It's an Atlas fishing game. Oh, when we when we cut off the stream, I'll go grab it and show it to you. But it, it's a naughty looking one. I'm like, how is this an Atlas fishing game for the Xbox? Like, what, how did this become a thing? Oh, what is the name of that? Oh. Uh, Fish fear me, but women don't, or something like that. 
It's that's what the title reeks of, or the the cover art. Because I'm, I'm like, how is this the thing? Because Alice USA didn't publish a lot of original Xbox titles. It's oh. it's a very and it's a fishing simulator. All right, gentlemen, is that it? So we're gonna join us next week for our top ten fishing games. Uh, we're gonna stream. <laughs> we could stream twenty four hours of fishing yeah. games. S- tune in for the real deal podcast where we. So I'm still I'm still waiting for real fish deal fish, fish. Yeah. Still um, I'm still waiting for the twenty four hours of baseball games. Or tennis. I think tennis would be a better. I got I got about quality. ten copies of uh random Japanese baseball games I have yet to open. So just sitting in the pile right here. Do you want to do that one day? I know Extra Life was like two weeks ago, and it seems like extra every weekend Extra Life does something, I'm away. But I want to do 24-hour stream of something. Uh, one of the members of the Player One podcast, Greg Seward, does a 24-hour stream for Extra Life, and it's just like it's always a theme. Like he did Disney games this past year. Mm-hmm. So somebody paid a certain amount of money for Kingdom Hearts, so he I'm played Kingdom say, Hearts oh, for gosh, three hours. Yeah, he, could, he could play Kingdom Hearts all freaking day. But he played a bunch of Disney games, and then, like, he played a Master System. Was it a Master System Donald Duck game or something? And he was like, this is way better than it has any business being, and nobody talks about it. It was like a – I hate the term hidden gem because there's one YouTuber that uses hidden gem. <laughs> but it's a – you know, it's it's like a sleeper hit on that back console. In the, back in the day, those, those Disney titles on yeah. the – NES, Master System, the Genesis, and the Super Nintendo. Those were some good-ass games. Yeah. Our and digital art. clips ended up porting, like, Jungle Book and Lion King and all those. I mean, Richard, the worst thing that could happen, somebody can sit there and put, like, two grand on us to play Super Tennis for 24 hours. I may decline the donation for <laughs> extra... I would, not, I would not decline any donation for Extra Life. I would play Mario Tennis and Virtual Boy if it was an Extra Life donation. I would, like... You would, you would not do Super Tennis for 24 hours. I would for extra life. Okay. I would. And it would be it would be so much fun to be in a cause like that. And I just don't I don't have the right connection to like set us up for that or do whatever we need to like get into that point. But I would love as much as I want like Twitch affiliation and to grow our brand and stuff like that. It would be so awesome to do some ludicrous stream to raise money for an extra life foundation or cause. That would just be so and to see that number go up for those donations would just be that would be super cool. Maybe we can do that next year or whenever their next big thing is. Yeah. We could try to figure hour, something out like that. Hot sub, hot tub stream. Sure. Maybe I'll have this room cleaned out and we can just crash and have food and snacks and drinks in here. And y'all know. Lots of uh, energy drinks. Yeah, that too. If you listen, uh, listeners, if you listen back three or four episodes, you know the bathroom is extremely close to the microphone here. So it's not far from. <laughs> I went back and listened and left it in. I was like, this is good content. Yeah, you can, this is what I would want to hear. <laughs> you can hear it hitting the bowl. Yeah. <laughs> Powerful stream. Oh, the best stream. The 24-hour stream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can bring it to your doctor and let them know you're still in a, a sixth-grade peeing level. Yeah. Uh, listen listen need... to that. Listen to that pissing. Yeah, we're going to need a sample. Wait, I got something better for you. Listen yeah. to No Podcast episode uh, 231. Uh, go like, to like, it's like I'm a teenager still. You can hear that shit hit the ball. It's like frying chicken in there. <laughs> Listen to that splatter. Yeah. <laughs> this is getting deep. Are, are we fried over. chicken? Like, yeah, splatter? it's like you, you thought it was a chicken no, fryer, right? You ain't no Hank Hill with the narrow urethra. <laughs> <laughs> Ladybird. 
All right, you guys got anything else to uh, to add? We're we're devolving into chaos here. Yeah. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us this week, and we will most certainly catch you next week. Bye. See you. Adios.